Hi, this is Mark, and thank you for joining me today on Words of Truth, Words of Truth from the Word of God. Today, we're going to talk about real answers for depression. You know, these last couple of years of the so-called pandemic has played havoc on people's mental health. Uh, we hear a lot about hospital capacities these days, don't we? But not so much about mental health. One underreported publication from the CDC says, quote, U.S. adults reported considerably elevated adverse mental health conditions associated with COVID-19. Younger adults, racial ethnic minorities, essential workers, and unpaid adult caregivers reported having experienced disproportionately worse mental health outcomes, increased substance use, and elevated suicidal ideation. And I would add that depression has also been one of the side effects of all the stresses of the last two years. Many doctors may prescribe various medications to help counteract people's depressive moods, but, you know, that only covers the pain. It doesn't really repair it. And so the question I want to deal with today is how the Bible can help us hold tight to the Lord's promises during our depression without losing our hope and even joy in Him. And here are some insights I've gleaned by reading a number of different authors, but uh, one such as Ed Welsh, who has written an excellent little book entitled Depression, Looking Up from the Stubborn Darkness. First, simply because the Bible doesn't mention the word depression, doesn't mean the Bible doesn't have anything to say about depression, right? On the contrary, the Bible has a great deal to say about depression because, you know, depression is a form of suffering, and the Bible is full of promises, insights, and commands that concern suffering. Wouldn't you agree? Sometimes we have a tendency to equate suffering solely with things like persecution. But I think Elizabeth Elliot was right when she said, suffering is having what you don't want or wanting what you don't have. Now, I don't have the time in this podcast to talk about everything the Bible says about suffering, and I hope you'll take the time maybe to look that up. But let me offer just four biblical insights that I think directly speak to depression. Number one, depression can be meaningful. You heard that right. Depression can be actually meaningful. Uh, we tend to look at depression as being meaningless, right? Just get rid of this thing. But things aren't always what they seem. Depression and other forms of suffering are often God's means of grace, designed to deepen our dependence on Him. You see, it allows us to experience the riches of His comfort and it enable us to, enables us to comfort others. The Apostle Paul, for example, is the perfect illustration of this. Uh, he experienced so many different times of suffering. And in one instance, he begged God to even take it away. But God responded in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, My grace is sufficient. You see, our pain and suffering pushes us to depend upon the strength and grace of God. So it can be meaningful. Secondly, we can choose to rejoice in our suffering. Yeah, we can. It was the prophet Habakkuk who said in chapter 3, verses 17 and 18, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, 
The produce of the olive fail, and the field yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. You see, the prophet had experienced an incredible season of suffering to the point that he felt like his life was just falling apart. I'm sure that some of you have been there as well. And like Habakkuk, we can look at everything happening around us and to us and in us and wonder why God just doesn't come and fix it. Nevertheless, Habakkuk rejoiced in the midst of his circumstances. This is a lesson he teaches us. Even when the darkness won't lift, we can choose to rejoice and take joy in the Lord. You see, God is our salvation on the good days and on the bad days. Thirdly, we need to cry in the right direction. Let me explain that. The prophet Hosea records God giving one of the most interesting rebukes in the scriptures. He wrote in Hosea chapter 7 and verse 14, They do not cry to me from the heart, but they wail upon their beds. Let's think about that for a minute. You see, when you're depressed or suffering, you're going to cry whether you can cry with tears or not. And the Lord doesn't rebuke our crying, but he does correct us when our complaining or crying is in the wrong direction. You see, depression tends to turn us inward or, as the prophet says, to our beds. And that only makes things worse. Instead, the Lord invites us to look away from ourselves and cry to him for help. Our introspection should, let me say that word again, <laughs> our introspection should lead us to look up to God. In fact, there's an entire category of psalms that can help us cry to God. They're called the psalms of lament. Lament is prayer in pain that leads us to trust in God. So go ahead and lament, but make sure that it's in the right direction. So what have we learned so far? We've learned that uh, to, depression can be meaningful. And we've learned, secondly, that uh, we can choose to rejoice in our suffering. And thirdly, we've learned that we need to cry in the right direction. Number four, depression is temporary. Uh, I'm glad, I know that you're glad to hear that. Depression is temporary. Sometimes it feels like the darkness will never lift. But we need to remember that that's a, there's an eternal significance in what we're suffering. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18, for uh, this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. You see, he reminds us that although our sadness and depression feels heavy, it's really light in comparison to the eternal weight of glory that's coming. And therefore, we mourn our depression, but not those who have no hope. You see, one day our present sadness will be swallowed up by God's infinite joy forever. Our hope grows when we allow our suffering to push our gaze toward God's eternal promises in Christ. And so here's the solution to real help for depression. 
let the Bible continue to lead you gently into the arms of Christ as your comforter. And he will let, never leave or forsake you. He'll walk with you through the storm, giving you strength to endure. And the wonderful thing about doing that is that we experience the grace of God like we never could otherwise. And then let some of the Psalms of lament be your guide, like Psalm 94 or Psalm 55 or Psalm 13 or Psalm 42. I hope you'll write those down. Those are good examples of Psalms of lament. These Psalms are refreshingly raw in their open expression of emotions. They show us that we can be totally open and honest with God about our frustrations, even in the most difficult times when it feels like he's far away. But they also show us the best way to process our struggles and grief, and that's by telling them to God, praising him in the midst of them and putting our trust in him. You can even pray these psalms to God, and God's word will always guide you toward joy. Remember, joy is different than happiness. Happiness is external, and it doesn't last forever. But joy is an inward contentment that God has got this. Thanks for listening. Leave me a comment if this helps, and I'll see you next week.